Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome back to another episode of Actors with Issues. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Today's guest is a comedian, has been a writer on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah for the last three years, and is currently starring in the upcoming comedy from Superstore creator Justin Spitzer, American Auto, which aired its first two episodes as a sneak peek on December 13th. Please welcome to the show, X Mayo. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? Yes, what a lovely introduction. Hi. <laughs> Hello, hello. So uh, before we dive in, we're going to get started with a game called Getting to Know You. It's a okay. rapid fire round. We're going to put uh -oh. 60 seconds on the clock and see oh, how many shit. of these you can get okay. through. <laughs> okay. And we're going to start with an easy one. Uh, coffee or tea? Oh, tea. Matcha, please. Yeah. Drama or comedy? Comedy. Hero or villain? Villain. Film or TV? Mm. TV. What is the last show that you binge watched? Oh my God. Sex Lives of College Girls. I just finished it yesterday. I watched it in a day and a half. Fucking 10 out of 10. Wow. Oh my God. Why was I not on that show? <laughs> so good. If you could guest star on any TV show, which would you choose? Uh, Grand Crew, which is on Tuesdays. It's coming on after American Idol. I would die to, to be on that show. Uh, what actor has had the biggest influence on you? I would have to say uh, Tiana Paris. Uh, she is friends with someone who I was subletting his apartment. And um, she, I, I met her at the height of her career. Like it was like after Dear White People and then she had did Chirac and she was just in a bunch of shit. And uh, I met her just one time and she remembered my name so much so that she was doing a lot of stuff at Essence and I was working there like in the catering department. And it was a really hard time for me because I was like hustling, making about $10, $11 an hour in New York mm -hmm. and then performing two to three times a night, just like paying my dues and just making my own shit and producing my own series and stuff. And every time she saw me, I kid you not, every time she saw me, she said my name. And she asked me how I was doing. And one time I was really depressed and I was like crying, leaving the office. I just felt so down about where I was in my career, my age. And she walked and I didn't even know she saw me. She yelled my name and she was like, X, bye, have a good day. And I like, it made me cry even more. Um, and I don't think she knows. I've never been able to tell her this. She doesn't know what impact that had on me, but that mm -hmm. allowed me not to fear celebrity or getting things that it won't change you and you can still be a good fucking person so wow. yeah shout out That's to really, Paris. yeah uh and so the, um we're out of time uh so when oh, did you <laughs> it's okay. a whole minute it's but all you right. know she's queen you if i'm gonna yeah. take a minute for somebody it's for tiana you know of course I mean, uh, I, I, this is amazing that it, that left such an impact on you and yeah. and how she would always go out of her way to like. Always. And I'm yeah. like in my cater, I'm like reeking of popcorn butter and fucking coffee. <laughs> and I've been doing because I work technically for Time Magazine and they own Essence, Latino People, People, mm -hmm. Sports Illustrated. So I'm doing all these things like I'm literally seeing everyone live their dreams and all these celebrities coming in actors that I aspire to work with and I'm just like would you like pineapple or strawberry like it's a, it was a very humbling yeah. time and she always went out of her way to ask me how I was doing and said my name like it's just every time so yeah, yeah. she's shit 
Uh, so final question. We always end our, our rapid fire round with this one. Describe your most memorable audition in three words and memorable can be good or bad. So that's up to you. Uh-huh. Um, I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> that I'll was that, it. Up to it the was, imagination. Yeah, I was tired. So, <laughs> you know, is that could be good or bad. I'll let you decide. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, X, when did you first start performing and what was it that struck a chord with you to say, this is what I want to do for a living? Yeah, I started performing at eight. I started dancing. Um, and it was just, I mean, I studied Janet Jackson since I was a kid and I would like hmm. my mom's floor model TV when, um, remember the time came on, which is why you see me having this hairstyle, this Hairstyle is literally my favorite when I get braids because I always wanted to be like the woman that had this ponytail and she had like charms. And mom was like, you are not grown. You cannot wear a ponytail that high and you can have charms. And so like, remember the time video would come on and I would make everybody stop. And I, I knew the whole dance and my mom put me in, in dance. And then the first time that I did acting or comedy, I didn't know what it was. It was just a, a little fluke with me um, at Little Washington Dance Theater, we were performing. It was a big, huge performance and we were doing Black Cinderella and we were one of the three able stepsisters and we all had our afros. And so the girl before me, her afro fell off and she was mortified, people were laughing. And my instinct was to walk out there and pull my afro off my head and yell at the audience for making fun of my stepsister, my fellow sister, excuse me. And people were laughing and clapping like, woo! And so when I went backstage, I was scared because I was like, oh, I'm going to get a whooping because in my mind, I did something wrong. Like, because mm. that wasn't the dance move. We were doing ballet. Nobody was stomping <laughs> on the fucking stage and taking off their goddamn wig. But I felt like high, you know, like it was mm. like, oh, I want to, that was, and everybody's laughing. Like I got to do this thing. And, but in my mind, like all I was trying to do was save my friend. Like she was mortified. Mm. And I was like, and even as an instinct, I know now, but like instinctually, I was like, well, if her afro's off, my afro's off, then what's irregular? You know, mm -hmm. like if yeah. everybody's afro's off, then what's funny? You know, like, right. so, so yeah, that was the first time that I was like, okay. And then I didn't know to label it acting until I was, um, my mom, she uh, would put me had me in her uh, office when she was a nurse assistant, um, mm. excuse me, a doctor's assistant. And like the little time when you're out of school in summer before like actual summer camp starts, like a little week and a half, two weeks, she didn't let nobody watch me. I had to stay in that fucking office. And they played three movies on repeat. And that was Jumpy Jack Flash, Death Becomes Her, and She Devil. And those three <laughs> movies, I was like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> this is what I want to do. So, yeah, I mean, death becomes her. I mean, you amazing cast in that movie. So you're like, oh, Meryl, yeah. you know, and in her in her comedic element, which isn't something we get to see her do much. But yeah. I can imagine the impression that had on you. It did. It did. I was like, I want to take a head off my body. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Yeah. So let's talk about American Auto. Uh, from what I've read, this show has been in development with Justin Spitzer since way back in 2013. And then Superstore mm -hmm. happened. And that show ran, uh, you know, literally until this past, until this year. And um, now American Auto has the first two episodes out as a sneak peek. And for those mm -hmm. who missed it on NBC, you can go watch it now on Peacock or on Hulu. Um, but it's out. So how do you feel? Yeah. What's going through your head? This is like your first series regular, correct? I know. 
I feel insane. Like <laughs> I was watching it uh, with my friend and her family and I was like, oh God, that's me. And so it doesn't, I mean, I've been auditioning since I was 12 and I booked that at 32. So when you've been at something for 20 years, you're like, this isn't real, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like this is this is not supposed to happen because every opportunity that I've gotten like outside of myself has been very few and far between. So I've always just, I mean, to this day, I believe like, oh, I'm still, I, I'm still focused on getting my own studio, having my own uh, first look deal, like doing my own shit, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it feels amazing because it's like, it's being so well received. And I'm also like very conscious, you know, with being the only representation of black women on that show, like that is a very, um, it's a lot of pressure, but it is like mm -hmm. something that I gladly take on. Cause I feel like, I mean, I love black women. I love being black. And I'm like, I'm going to represent this always in the best light. And the writing did that as well. Um, on top of my performance and support from like the EP, the director, the fellow castmates. So I, I'm really excited. I, mm. it still feels like an out of the body experience. It still feels like that's me on TV. Like that's me on a billboard. Cause you go from like never being on TV and never having a billboard. And now I have two billboards with my face on it for the Amazon series that I'm in and American Auto. So it's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, something that's talked about on the show a lot is um, like imposter syndrome and whatnot. So it's like, mm -hmm. look, this happened. I'm on two shows. Like, I, I can imagine like, How? like you said, who's letting this? Yeah, I'm, everyone's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, American Auto on NBC, it, it joins the many workplace comedies that have been on NBC mm -hmm. over the years from The Office, 30 Rock, Park the and Rec, and it, right exactly that's what that's exactly what my question was like did you yeah, feel that uh, yeah. on set and while it was all in development and i mean you guys got past the pilot stage which is no easy feat on its own lord knows how many actors i've interviewed who've done pilots and pilots that never see the light of day um but yeah so what 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 emotions were was it like on set with knowing like okay it's another comedy it's another workplace comedy from justin spitzer who just had the six season run uh, with Superstar. Yeah, I think, I think I felt confident in that the pilot would be good, but being in an industry where there is no certainty, no matter who you are, like Kevin Hart had said the testimony about a show that he did. And then Upfronts came and he flew everybody out. And right before he walked on stage, they were like, Hey, we're not doing the show, you know, and he's Kevin, Hart, you know, like, yeah. so I don't, wow. I don't, I, I, I had faith in that the pilot would be good we all kind of took it as like a summer camp experience. Like <laughs> this may be it. And we all were like, we all went hard with jokes, with improvising, with helping each other, with pitching. Cause we really want the pilot to be good. And also too, you know, by the grace of God, the show came out and I think it's amazing that we pray for seven more seasons. But the thing is, is that I knew that like, this is a great opportunity just to get my face in front of NBC. Like, it, yeah. I mean, just as an actor to have gotten that fucking bar, as like to me, I'm at the Emmys. Like NBC <laughs> is gonna see me in a fucking pilot. Like you know, with Aaron Kaplan, who like only does hits. I mean, he's got ten out of ten. He has like two hundred TV shows. So I'm just <laughs> like the fact that I'm in that company. I was like, wow, I I've, I've won for life for real.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying today's episode so far, please do us a big favor and subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you're listening and leave us a rating and review. You can also head over to Instagram and give us a follow at Actors With Issues. Believe me, reviews, ratings, and follows really help us out and get our show out there to help more people, actors and artists who are looking for advice from professional working actors. Be sure to also share the podcast with any of your friends and family that you think would enjoy the show. As always, thank you for all of your support. Now, let's get back to the show. So all of these comedies that have been on NBC, they're not only hilarious, but they also have like this beautiful thread of like what normal people are like and what they go through mm -hmm. at work and outside of work. So what do you hope that viewers take away from the show? Um, that you're watching seven different humans um, and nobody is like a real villain, I guess you could say. Cause even if you don't like Wesley, for instance, you may see Wesley like this fucking white guy and you're like, <laughs> oh my fucking God. But he's going to tug at your heartstrings. Mm -hmm. Like he's a person, you know, like we all like literally, I think the reason why people are going to watch this cause it's so relatable there is every fucking character in this show is someone that you work with 100%. Mm -hmm. And even Dory, like I just was saying in, an, in another interview, like she is aloof, very much so aloof sometimes, but very charming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you'll be like, she, what the fuck did she just suggest? Oh, <laughs> oh, poor thing. You know, you have that person yeah. that's just like, yeah, oh, what about this? Like, uh huh. Like, as in the second episode, Catherine's trying to find like more positive stories. And I'm like, my grandma just had a 90th birthday. <laughs> she's like, how is that helping the goddamn problem? You know, right. it's like, thank you, Dory. Thank you. It's like, well, yes, you're welcome. You know? Like and she means so, well, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, you have like, I, Michael Benjamin Washington. I mean, he's just Cyrus. He's just so fucking serious. He's on it. He's like, we got to stay on it, what we're doing. But he's so great to have like comedy bounce off of that. That juxtaposition mm -hmm. with him is amazing. I think, yeah, I think people will watch the show and come back for more because they know these fucking characters. I, the comedy is so solid and incredible. And the conflict, like you never know. And what I love about the show is that we surprise people like you're like wait what mm -hmm. huh what it's like yeah people saw the first episode and they were like we did not know it was about to be some race shit straight out the gate let's go yeah <laughs> yeah and again because they you know people come to comedies to laugh but because of just the circumstances of the world and of the country in the last five years really uh so many of these through lines like have to be part of it for it to be real because mm -hmm. you know authenticity is like number one when it comes to storytelling again especially in the last five years people like know when things are being forced in and they don't yeah, like that like you can tell yeah. exactly viewers lord knows viewers hate that and they tweet about it all the time they're like yeah. we don't like being but forced also, all too, this stuff i love that we didn't 
it's we're not here to teach you about race okay right. it's the fucking comedy is a tv show okay <laughs> like go look up critical race and and, and do that okay yeah. or, or also watch uh neutral ground it's my friend cj hunt's documentary about these uh bitch ass statues in the confederate and why it needs to be taken down watch <laughs> that as well but we are a tv show you feel me so i love yeah. how we touched on it but it's funny it's not you know we shall overcome i'm not finna sit here and do a goddamn mountaintop speech you know it's just like this is what's happening it <laughs> it, it, it seems fucked up and we're going to laugh about it. And we're going to go on to the next act. Yeah. So in past interviews, you've been very vocal about and inspiring, uh, you know, to be frank, um, about your Afro-Latina identity, uh, mm -hmm. particularly in the entertainment industry. And so for any mm -hmm. actors out there, because our our fan base is mostly actors and artists. So mm -hmm. for any of them out there that are being told, whether it's by their reps or by casting or whoever it is, that they have to sort of choose one or the other to be part of their brand because lord knows the 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 first thought that pops into some people's head in this industry when they think latino is not always black it's not always indigenous it's not always mm -hmm. so many things they have it's this not always plus emotion. size or curly hair or afros exactly. yeah so mm -hmm. what would you say to them like what would you say to give these young actors like peace of mind if they're being told that they have to choose like one or the other well if you're being told that by your team you should fire them period uh uh, what that's insane um i i think if you are someone we're speaking to me like i'm so i'm black and mexican so if, if you are someone like myself that is like someone that uh has multiple identities even being if you could also be bisexual you know you could also be queer you you stand at that intersectionality and i think i think you need to decide what you want to do for you and it, it it really is as simple as writing it down. Um, everything that's happening for me, uh, I I wrote down and I wanted it to happen. Did I think it would happen this fast? Did I think it would happen and it wasn't on my own accord? No. I knew I would be on TV, but I was like, it's going to be the show that I write, I pitch, and I star in. Never did I see this, that somebody um, as elite as Justin Spitzer and Aaron Kaplan and all of NBC choosing me that I did not see for myself. Um, but I think that you need to figure out who the fuck you are and what it is that you want to do. And I know, cause this is called actors with issues. And I know a lot of actors don't want to hear this, but you need to fucking write. You need to fucking write. If you are an actor and you're not writing, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And my thing is if you, if these people are out here, agents and managers they're looking for multi-hyphenates and even no one's saying that you have to be like the best writer or anything like that but if you want to be in a horror film and there this is a business of entertainment because we really got to talk dollars and cents more. you feel me like mm -hmm. this is a business of entertainment even right now x mile doesn't draw a crowd tiffany haddish does okay so they're going to pick her so if you are a no name and you're out here and you're trying to do stuff Please recognize that you may not get shit and it's not because you're not talented. It's because you're not famous. So if you want to work, you need to make your own shit. You want to be in murder mystery, write it. You want to be in a horror comedy, write it. And you can, it can be a short film, but I feel like a lot of actors are just waiting around for someone to choose them. You need to choose yourself, period. I know that the majority of our of our listenership is actors and artists, and a lot of them come to the show for advice and insight and 
Mm-hmm. I hope that that was really eye-opening for so many people out there. Yeah, like, I hope so. I just, because yeah. I love us and I love us as actors. And I know a lot of us are so fucking talented. I mean, some of the funniest people I know are not even on television. And, but it's just like, nobody knows you. And you're not out here grinding. And there's a lot of motherfuckers that's not as talented as you, but they believe in themselves. They go hard. They create shit. They work hard. And they've been able to position themselves versus you just sitting there waiting for that audition to come to you. Um, so our last segment is called Now That We Know You, since we have gotten to chat for the last uh, 20 minutes. Yes. So uh, some longer form questions, but um, not rapid fire. So don't worry about uh, getting okay. your answers out quickly. But uh, fill in the okay. blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be? If I weren't working in the arts, um, I'd be teaching the youth for sure. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? What did he say? Be content with being clueless about the things that do not matter. And what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? You can only do one thing. A white man said that. Uh, <laughs> he, I was working at a camera rental house. He was like, you want to do camera, but you want to produce? You want to act? You got to pick one thing. I was like, mm, okay, yeah, you pick one thing. Fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, what was your biggest takeaway from the pandemic? My takeaway wasn't anything that I didn't already know. Um, My brother died when I was 16 and I've lost three other family members that were cousins and my cousins, we've been all raised together and lived together. So they were like my brothers and sisters. So I always knew life was short. That's why I go hard for everything that I want. And I, and I know that my time here is limited. So I would say that was reinforced, but that's why I go so hard because I experienced death so quickly I've always known that I'm not going to have a lot of time down here. And lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Make whatever it is that you want to make, because in four years, you're going to hate it. (laughs) You are. I look back at shit that I made. I was like, what the fuck? Just but make (laughs) it. But make it, make whatever you want, make it. It's okay. You're going to get better. I once, one, I fucking, I went to film school. I once fucking shot a whole pilot and it wasn't in focus. You fuck up. You don't know. You're 21. You don't know shit. You're just trying. Yeah. Just do shit. Goodness. Uh, yeah. X, thank you so much. So, so, so much for being here with us today. Um, Where can folks find you on Instagram if they want to give you a follow? Yes. Okay. So first off, if you are not on Hulu, just stay with your toxic ex to keep that password, babe. So you can watch American Auto on January 4th. Thank you so much. And also you can catch me on December 23rd, um, Amazon, uh, the yearly departed comedy special starring all badass women and predominantly like 95% crew of women as well. Um, that's coming out December 23rd. And then I'm in a new movie called The Blackening. We just wrapped filming about a month ago and that will be coming out next year. Please follow me at $80 and a suitcase. That's $80 in a suitcase. That's what I had when I moved to New York. We will talk about that in my book. And um, there's a and book also, coming out, people. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to come whenever I, I'm so busy, but I'm going to write a book about that whole experience and also follow who made the potato salad um on instagram we are who made the potato salad show it is a um a hub uh, and resource and community for black people and other people of color and we're more than just a sketch comedy show we do panels and i also did a late night workshop where uh 120 bipoc people um submitted and they were 
um, mentored by other Black people from The Daily Show and Amber Ruffin Show. And it resulted in one of our mentees getting hired as a digital producer at The Daily Show. So I'm not mm. just presenting just uh, different nuggets of wisdom. Like, I think that it's all great, but motherfuckers need jobs. We need money. So I'm trying to present tangible resources to my people in my community. So please follow us. We're more than just a sketch comedy show. We're out here trying to change the game one by one. Awesome. I'm so excited for everything you've got coming. I mean, well-deserved. I've watched so many of your interviews and I know how hard you've like, you've really been going at it. So, um, mm -hmm. so excited for you. So excited for the show. Anyone that wants to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at actors with issues. Give me a follow yes. on Juan official. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Monday with special bonus episodes every Thursday, all month long. Mm -hmm. And don't miss X Mayo in American auto first two episodes now streaming on Peacock and Hulu making its full return January 4th. I'm yes. Aniela, this is Actors with Issues and we'll see you next week.